0: It's 722 on a Wednesday morning. Joining us now at our studios is Northfield City Administrator Ben Martin. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, Jeff. Thank you so much for coming in today. Let's, uh, you had boy, meetings of plenty last night, three meetings actually last night. Uh, we had a regular, a, a regular meeting, we had a, a work session, and we had a closed meeting last night. I guess start off with a regular meeting. Uh, you had to have that because you have a new community development director. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, in our normally uh, scheduled meetings on uh, this Tuesday of the month, we would have work sessions where we don't take action, so we needed a special meeting. And uh, so uh, the timing of this uh, as we as we went through the process of looking to fill our community development director, um, really a process starting back in March uh, where we opened it up uh, to applications across the country and uh, do recruitment materials Um we uh do some independent scoring with our human resources department as it comes in to kind of look at qualifications and background and experience to bring to the table. And then we did a series of a few different rounds of uh, interviews with that and ended up landing with what we think is going to be a really uh, great candidate for Northfield and a good fit for our uh, community development department as well. And that's uh, Jake Riley. Uh, Jake comes to us uh, uh, from the Met Council currently, so that's the regional planning organization Uh, for the Twin Cities metropolitan area, Um, but he's got over 15 years of professional community development and redevelopment project experience. Uh, He also worked for the uh, city of St. Paul in their planning department uh, as a senior planner for a period of time, Um, and he's got uh, a background in in the area as well with a master's in urban and regional planning from the Humphrey Institute at the University of Minnesota very well recognized program, too, and uh, our former director, uh, Mitzi Baker, had a degree from there as well so um, really excited about having Jake come in. I know he has some actual local ties here to Northfield as well. He went to college at St. Olaf and he actually worked for the Northfield News for a period of time, so he said, "I worked in the building that the city recently is in the process <laughs> of acquiring and." Served as kind of a community reporter. Boy, um, I'm
0: trying to recall that. Yeah, uh, so it Jake kind of run. sounds
1: like it when he was like in college and maybe a little bit out, so it wasn't a long period
0: of time. But uh, what time span are we looking here? I, I think that'd be a great interview 80s? question for him yeah. when he comes in because I don't have that much detail in front of me okay. today,
1: but. Um, He said last night he was in the audience that it passed uh, unanimously by the city council. We did have a few council people involved as well as some board uh, and commission members from the community development department in the interviewing process. So we had some familiarity within our council of those. But um, he said it kind of feels a little bit like coming home after... uh, going to college here and having some connections and he really likes Northfield he, and the, I think the one thing he spoke about too is some of our goals around sustainability, Some really, he's very um, interested in historical preservation and we have a couple of really big projects uh, in the works I guess, uh, one privately driven, one by the city involved with our redevelopment on Fifth and Water Street um, so he's really looking forward to that aspect as well but um, uh, certainly has has a lot of experience I know our our community development department is really strong right now with our staffing and has some good good energy going on and um they're very excited about uh, Jake starting as well so end of June uh would be his uh, start date and uh he's going to have uh, plenty of work to do uh, as he kind of transitions in so it's uh a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening in our community development department
0: all right we'd love to have him in once he gets in and settled let's move on uh you, to the uh, regular uh work session that was planned uh, last night uh, you talked about the budget you made some decisions about there are some discussion about the budget timelines usually it doesn't get wrapped up until fairly late in the year and then you have to approve it in december but you'd like to get that uh, done a little bit early this year at least the uh uh, the roll-up-your-sleeves portion of it. Yeah, we'll get get. get yeah, we'll get started here in June with our
1: audit process usually kicking off, so this is when we're looking at the calendar. And pretty commonly we kind of evaluate the budget as the year's end and say what, what can we do better the next time around and what maybe are some goals for best practices and from management standpoint. And one area that we're going to continue, we're not going to achieve it next year completely, but we're going to be continuing to work on is more, more multi-year uh, financial planning, um, and then eventually getting into longer-term financial planning and modeling work within our, what we do. And so we've been making inter- incremental steps to put us in a position to do better in that area. So next year, um, one area we're looking at, like you said, Jeff, is we've, we've, for quite a long period of time, been doing a two-year uh, budget process. But I would say that second year really isn't doesn't get a strong look, or it's not re- very realistic in my mind, um, in the way that we develop it so that's one goal is to let's try and find ways to make that make this a two-year process to get serious with that second year and so as part of doing that what, what we're looking at doing is trying to accelerate the current year that we're looking at so for 2023 we set a preliminary levy in September and then a final levy in December so our our goal has is is what we're suggesting as a goal for this year is is really to try and look at that September um, preliminary levy to be a more realistic uh, final levy number. Um, the budget can go up or down after that point in time. It's also what the tax statements are based on that come out at the end of November for the taxpayers to take a look at. That our hearings we have in December. So one goal would be is to try and be more we can't adopt it and can't adopt a final one in September legally you have to still wait till December but really trying to get into a mindset of let's roll up our sleeves try and get the first year um, knocked out or the upcoming year in the budget knocked out here in September we've been able to do that with all of our utility funds that was a goal a few years ago where we're adopting those in September setting that that part of the budget is pretty much done so that the second half of our budget year after September can be primarily be fine-tuning things like we won't have our health insurance renewals so get that kind of clarified after september maybe tweak a little bit on our capital planning and things but really be focused more on year two um, as well and i think that will lead to more predictability and tax levy more predictability and kind of planning for the future so that that's a primary goal the longer-term financial plan is in the works, but we're kind of building the foundation still of that. We just, we're just we in the process of uh, purchasing a new software, accounting software, and that's pretty important as it relates to our financial planning model. So that'll probably be a, a next year or the year after goal that we'll be implementing to move to some longer-term financial planning. And it'll allow us to do more what-ifs. I think it'll allow us to communicate, have better expectations of the community of what might be coming we're pretty strong in that area in our utility funds. we got a pretty much locked-in five-year plan with our utility funds where if you want to kind of see where utility rate's going and why, there's a pretty clear picture. I'd like to see our general operations there um, eventually.
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, the corner of Jefferson Parkway and Jefferson Road, that intersection was uh, discussed last night, and the possibility of putting a roundabout there in the future was also discussed. Tell us about that.
1: We have a... Uh, Re, uh, resurfacing mill and overlay plan coming up here in 2024 as it relates to uh, Jefferson Parkway um, from Highway 3 to Maple Street. And so um, we're kind of starting to get geared up for that. Our 2009 Northfield Comprehensive Transportation Plan that was done did monitor a few um, particular intersections of focus as it relates to areas that might be of concern. And so um, they've been doing some pre-planning for that intersection we've we've experienced um you know some some crashes in that area we've also had issues where um heading eastbound on uh on on Jefferson uh, Parkway going out onto on Highway 3 we have had times during peak demand particularly around the morning school time um, where we might even have stacking backing all the way up to Highway 3 um And so we've been looking at the engineering department hired um, SEH to do some preliminary analysis and based on that a number of things including safety for all roadway users, we've got transit going on there, we've got high pedestrian levels, we do have vehicles, uh, it's a very, it's probably the highest um, uh, vehicle roadway, local roadway that we have uh, in in Northfield. I think Dave said it's higher than Woodley Street as it relates to traffic counts on uh, that that area. we also know the Milltown St- State Trail is going to come through that area uh, when that's completed. So there's just a lot going on um, at that intersection. So it's really uh, important to look at that. And so when they went through kind of a, um, a professional engineering analysis based on kind of all roadway users within that area, they came to the conclusion that preliminarily they're looking at a mini roundabout at that location um, as a design solution. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, obviously similar to a a full roundabout, but on a much smaller scale. So the center island's much smaller, it doesn't have the large landscaping in it to it, so it's raised, would have concrete, Could uh, still has an apron that you can drive over. Um, And it does does have some protected islands as we do the the, the crossings for the pedestrians, we'll be able to shorten a little bit the pedestrian crossing uh, intersections. And, um, but it also will allow for a smoother and uh, efficient flow of traffic. Now, one of the concerns I think is it's a pretty wide intersection right now. So trying to visualize or get a sense of, you know, will people be able to zip right through this uh, roundabout was a concern, but because of the medians and then the, the nearing up of the, of the traffic lanes it we have some videos of Shakopee and things too, to show how we are able to bring speeds down um further. So, um, uh, that's one of the concerns that we're certainly taking a look at, too. To what, what can we do to, to calm the traffic, slow down the traffic through that area as it go through? And um, so this is a little bit of a precursor for the upcoming uh, preliminary, broader um, preliminary engineering plan for that corridor. Uh, so we we got an opportunity due to do some education as to the why in the background of that from the
0: city council last night. I have, uh, I have been on the record uh, as not being a fan of roundabouts in the past, but uh, like the quarter of, uh, uh, of Division and uh, Jefferson Parkway, I think this is, if you're going to put a roundabout somewhere, this is the right place to put a roundabout. But, but, but let's not put any more in. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, uh, I'm sure, talk more about that in the uh, future. And and, uh, commentary aside now, uh, one thing, uh, a big thing on the uh, agenda last night was the discussion of the ice arena. You have a local business uh, that would like to... uh, that that, that finds that track of land uh desirable aurora pharmaceuticals as they continue to grow and expand have discussion about uh potentially selling the ice arena or doing something with that uh tell us about it
1: yeah interesting opportunity coming up here i guess uh, for the city and of course our, our ice arena has been an ongoing topic it's been in our last strategic plan we had some um some potential solutions that we had on what to do with the addition uh, with the existing ice arena. It's in some pretty poor condition. Um, we got roof needs, we've got ice system that needs to be replaced. Um, The locker rooms and the the stands have issues with them. So there's a pretty long list of concerns with that. And so it's really not meeting the expectations of the city as it relates to taking care of our municipal assets. The tricky part is what do you do about it? Because it's expensive. Um, It's an expensive type of a facility to build as well as to operate. If we were to remodel that location, it would be pretty much bringing it down to the steel studs of the building, leaving the concrete in, parking lot in, and then basically rebuilding it back from there. So it would be pretty much a reconstruction. A few things we learned from the 2018 referendum where we were looking at potentially a one or a two-sheet ice arena, depending on how the fundraising went on it. Uh, since that point in time, I think it's been come clear um, with the other facilities that we have with OLAF. They've now opened it up to more use, and we're able to use supplemental ice time down in Faribault the Northfield hockey um, program which has been extremely successful in Northfield both on the men's and the women's side has been uh, really been a strong program uh, in interest is they really need one sheet Um, year-round is what they're looking at so similar to what we have today so I think that probably simplifies things so we've been kind of working with the plan on either a remodel of the existing site or potentially uh, a new site uh, for a single sheet as kind of a solution that staff's been working on to bring back some planning for We've also, we're assuming we're going to do that in the context of our larger park study that's kind of teeing it up too, because that's another thing we heard is, I think the voters said, we'd like to have a more comprehensive look at some of our park needs. So that's kind of what we've been preparing for. However, you can't control um, outside forces and interest. And so one of our neighbors in the area, Aurora Aurora Pharmaceutical, which is really a gem of uh, industry in town here, they do animal, pharmaceuticals, um, research and development of products right here um, in Northfield, and then they do the manufacturing as well. They've been going through some substantial growth um, in employment and in capital facilities in their location, kind of down off of Highway 3 uh, in that area. They've acquired a couple of buildings um, next to our outdoor rink, so there's some storage shed facility and then another retail site that they now own, which is part of their future campus growth plans. Um, but they've got uh, an emerging opportunity that they're looking at that would really um, require additional property um, if they were to stay contiguous on their site, which obviously you can imagine to be located on a manufacturing facility on one site is much preferred versus spreading yourself out across town. Um, in this area, there's not a lot of space on that. So they're looking at um, a 50 to 75,000 square foot expansion. Uh, 15 million dollar project estimated on current uh, values that would be adding 40 to 50 jobs uh, in addition to what they've got uh, today and um, that development they're looking at probably in five to seven years um, some of their research and development they have to get federal patents and approvals through the processes so some of these things take a little bit more time but they're continuing to pump out new products and seeing successful growth in their company um, so that would they'd maximize the use of the parking lot for some of this needs. Um, they'd be looking at expanding onto to our site, and you're talking these are good jobs too—seventy-five thousand to ninety thousand per year. They've got jobs that you can come out of high school and get trained in. They've also got PhDs, um, so it's uh, these are good jobs. And then after those initial jobs, they've got other growth plans on the capital within their facility, too. So they're thinking even after those 40 to 50 jobs, 10 to 20 jobs per year, up to 150 total. So um, certainly to help keep our economy humming and have opportunities, this is certainly an opportunity we're we're taking a look at. And uh, we're also trying to grow our commercial uh, tax base in the community as well. So it's on a number of those goals. So. With that last night, we had some discussion with the council. What would that mean to the city? Well, um, they'd be looking at our property, you know, the entire site, um, a little under four acres to be um, utilized in the future, looking potentially at a tax increment financing incentive, um, redevelopment incentive related to the arena um, being removed because they don't need that building, Um, remove that site and then do some environmental review with that. Mr. Strobel, uh, Mike Strobel, who serves also on our Economic Development Authority, is the CEO and founder of Aurora Pharmaceuticals. Has been extremely um, clear, though, saying that um, they believe it's very important to find an alternative solution for the the ice arena itself, and they think it's really important to our community, and so they want to be flexible and give some time to plan how we might be able to have a win-win solution out of this, and uh, might there be some opportunities? And again, I think it. It makes it a an easier opportunity knowing the condition of the existing building and just the fact that even if we stayed there you'd be looking at pre- some pretty major costs and things with that and so we had some uh, preliminary discussion about those opportunities and what might happen next uh, with that.
0: All right and uh, I guess a timeline it sounds like uh, Aurora has taken the initiative on this so they're ready to probably move on that and more of the short term than the long term but the city has a lot of things to consider in this. Uh do we know yet? I mean, is is there gonna be a resolution to this uh this year? Are we gonna to have to have another referendum for a hockey arena before that happens? What uh any idea? Can you predict the future, Ben? <laughs> Come on, tell us. <laughs>
1: All good questions. Um I would say from a site location standpoint, a couple of options are fairly clear. One would be is the former site that we looked at that didn't work out, which we kind of refer to the Gleason site, a little bit further south. Um, is still in the um, control of the uh, Northfield Hockey Association, so that could accommodate uh, a development there. Another one I think that that we're looking at as well is uh, the high school uh, new uh, the existing high school site potentially could be a location as well. So the high school, as we know, they've had a task force meeting and taking a look at primarily needs of the high school facility itself. There's some major debt coming off of the middle school that um, uh, that they've been looking at needs uh maintenance needs related to the existing high school that task force have really been looking at renovation and potential expansion on that site they've also identified some uh, needs that they've had around athletic facilities too that could include some indoor facilities um, to be integrated with that and then not specifically part of the task force review but certainly identified by that task force in a couple of meetings was uh, knowing that there are some issues with the ice arena and potentially might there be some school partnership solutions as as it relates to the ice arena is certainly something too and they they might it's going to be coming in june to the school board related to discussion around whether there might be a referendum coming up in november for the high school um so that'll be something we'll be discussing with the school district to suit to to see if um what the interests are there i would say that's certainly a takeaway that we had the last time around too was interest in a stronger partnership with the school district is something we heard from the community i think as well as it relates to the ice arena it's a regional facility certainly primarily driven by athletics at the uh at the, through the through the school systems that we have as well so that could potentially be a solution they don't have a lot of uh, maybe they've got some site challenges on how big the high school site is they've got other fields they're using so there might be some things too if there are some ball fields impacted the city might look to you know we might have to get involved too to say do we do a, upgrades to some of our other baseball or softball facilities or do mm-hmm. some expansion too could be something that we look at so i think there are options on the table and um but i think when you have a business expansion opportunity like this um and also taking into consideration the condition of the building i think um I think the council was very motivated to say this is an opportunity we need to take seriously and look to find solutions and i think we've been looking at what to do with the ice arena for, for a couple of decades so i think the timing is is right in my mind to say okay we need to start as a community come together to find some solutions around what to do what to do with our facility mm-hmm.
0: yeah a lot of good discussion coming up ben we're out of time all thank right. you so much for joining us appreciate it and we'll see you back uh, next week all right thanks jeff northfield city administrator ben martig News with a side of sports. Tim coming up in just a couple of minutes. Rich is next. This news update is brought to you by Great Rivers Mutual Insurance Company, where you can get the coverage you need from the people at you Great know. At Great Rivers Mutual, you get the coverage you need from the people you know. And we will be there for you when you need us most, because at Great Rivers Mutual, we grow trust locally. with eighteen. 18-